0: to get in shape so what exactly does that mean and from whose perspective are you finally recognizing that beer belly or frustrated by the difficulty in shedding years of baby weight were you once the all-star and now the no-star maybe you are young and eager and looking for the extra edge or maybe you just want to post that epic beach bikini picture on instagram hopefully you just want to be healthy and strong in an effort to live your fullest life but no matter the reason adam bracken has actually heard them all Adam Bracken, the founder of the Fitness Lab, found his calling early on and he hasn't looked back. He went from washing towels and wiping down equipment to training some of the country's best athletes while opening up two studios in a very quick amount of time. His third location of the Fitness Lab is set to open in early fall. Adam is right on track. The profession is showing no signs of slowing down. Employment of fitness trainers and instructors is projected to grow 10% from 2016 to 2026. So how does this affect you? Well, if you're motivated, dedicated, wishful, and being the best version of yourself, it's people like Adam who will find the solution for you. Everybody, every story, and every experience is different, so how can they personally help you? Well, welcome to Living Your Life with Leanne Lang, the podcast brought to you by Extension Marketing, and of course, for more information, you can always head to extensionmarketing.com. Adam, so nice to have you in this setting.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I
0: think we joked about the fact that um, we're dressed like normally and not in fitness gear and not gross and sweaty.
1: This doesn't happen very often. <laughs> it does not happen at all.
0: I think your staff mentioned to you as you were leaving uh, the gym this morning to be able to come here. They kind of took, did a double take. Yeah. You, like, where are you going?
1: You don't see me very often not in Lululemon gear.
0: Yeah. So And I do that because Lululemon seems to be, it is your uh, apparel of choice, I notice You're it an is. ambassador for them.
1: Yes, it is. Exactly. Okay.
0: So you heard the intro, are you kind of like shaking your head going, okay, I get, I get this, I get where we're going today.
1: Yes. It was pretty cool to hear.
0: Okay. Well, I'm really excited to have you here in this environment. And I think just because I, from an outsider's perspective, I've watched what you've done from afar and Mm -hmm. I've been really impressed that you've been able to do so much in, am I allowed to say a short amount of time? Because you've really built this fitness lab pretty quickly.
1: So the fitness lab has been built in a short period of time, but for me, I mean, I've been doing it since I was 17. Like you said, um, I started basically just wiping sweat off the <laughs> floors or people's faces for a couple of years um, to kind of figure out whether or not I really liked it or what I actually wanted to do. Um, so even though the fitness lab is, you know, three and a half years old, I've been doing this for almost 12 years. And so I kind of see it as the fitness lab is three years old, but the business, the personal training side of things and what we kind of built there is you know that's really 12 13 years in the making
0: it is and i think the the time that you spent doing all of that is what allowed the fitness lab to grow so quickly in the amount of time that it has but i mean when you look at you i mean we know that there's athleticism we know that there was an athlete behind all of this and i think a lot oftentimes there is that interest it was part of who you were growing up your childhood to be active and healthy and so i'm assuming too right this active living doing sports came very easily and, and from an early age. Yeah.
1: And that's what it was. For me, it was, I mean, like every kid was to try and play in the NHL. Um and then you every finally,
0: Canadian hockey boy. Yes, every yeah. Canadian okay, hockey well, boy. <laughs> and
1: that was me. Um and then you kind of find out, not real quick, but I mean myself, it was kinda of at 16, 17 years old is when I kind of realized that was it. I still love playing hockey, but I was kind of you have to have some self-awareness to understand um that you're probably not going to go that route. And for me, the, the next closest thing in my head that I could get to doing that was to work with people that are trying to do that. Um, and that's kind of where I started when I was younger. Um, I was fortunate to work at another gym, um, in the area and work with some of these NHL players and kind of see, um, and like I was telling you before, what wiping the sweat off these guys' faces for me, um, at that time at 16, 17 years old was actually very cool. Um, cause I got to be around the guys that I wanted to be, um, and then obviously it evolved into going, okay, I actually kind of like this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously I, I dove deeper into that.
0: Was it a frustrating for you to, to accept? I mean, there's just so much hard work, dedication. You could be the hardest working player out there. And sometimes uh, genetics, possibilities, positioning, speed I mean, it, 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 sometimes it's just out of
1: your control. Exactly. And that's what I find uh, for myself those that, you know, there's the saying that those that can't do teach. And for me, it was I couldn't do what I wanted to do was to play in the NHL. So the next closest thing I could do was to teach these guys and and train these guys um, to be able to do their sport better.
0: It's not just hockey, though. I think what we're seeing and there's been an evolution of it, I think, over the last 20 plus years is the acceptance that just the individual sport training is no longer going to do the trick, right? Every athlete is looking for that extra edge and they're finding that mm-hmm. in the training that happens when they're not actually doing their sport. Right. Is that fair to say?
1: Absolutely. And that's where I think a lot of, um, people err on not understanding the idea of sport specific training, um, and kind of understanding that sport specific training doesn't necessarily mean it has to mimic the exact movement pattern of that sport. And what I mean by that is if you're using like a hockey player, for example, doing a skater's lunge side to side just because you skate does not mean that exercise can't be done in any other sport and i think what we often get people doing is you know i have some athletes that train together i have some skiers that train in the same group as my hockey players and where someone else would look at that and going well it's two different sports why are they doing the same workout and when you start to look at exercise um exercises that you're doing you know how do you build lower body strength well you're doing squats we're doing deadlifts we're doing lunges and both sports need that And that's where I think a lot of people try and reinvent the wheel a little bit too, too much and not understanding that, you know, to build lower body strength, whether whatever sport you're trying to do, whether it be soccer, hockey, football, skiing, it's all very similar. Um, And that's where I think um, for us, you know, the energy systems is is what is the difference. Um, And what I mean by that is I would never take a hockey player and have him run a five kilometer run after his workout or for his workout because it does nothing for him he's never skating or he or she sorry is never skating for 30 minutes straight you know they're doing a 45 second shift and then probably sitting down for two or three minutes depending on the player and so those are the energy systems that we train them in Um, and that's where it differentiates from sport to sport
0: okay so you can sit there and 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 think in your head i've got this nhl bound player Mm -hmm. who's got it who needs you know quick muscle action right they they need the quick reflex they need the quick boost of endurance right uh you know cardio and then the ability to recoup quickly enough that they're able to get back out and do another hard 45 seconds right and then in that same hour so you'll have that hour of intense kind of training these skiers athletes Mm -hmm. you know hockey players and then the next hour you come in and you've got soccer moms hockey dads you know grandparents and it's like the rotation comes in and there's a new set of people coming in and i think that's the beauty yeah of what it is that you're able to do
1: yeah and it's for me it's it's the fun part and i often get with my clients um that like you said i have my regular average joe 45 year old male or female and they often joke with me going oh you must hate training me it's no fun and for me to be honest it's It's just as much fun because it's different whether I'm training a 13 year old kid that has knee problems at 13 years old and I'm sitting there going, oh my God, if he's already got, he or she's already got knee problems at 13, what's he going to be like when he's 17 and trying to kind of go back and fix that so that when they do hit 17, they can still walk and do what they want to do. That's fun to me because for those reasons, but then it's also, you know, yes, you get the rave and the rah, rah, rah of the professional athletes and that's what people see on social media and it looks cool. Um, Yeah, it's fun. but. Then again, so is the 45 year olds um, that I have in the gym that just whether wants to lose 10 or 15 pounds or stop having back pain. And so it allows me to really differentiate and it also allows me to not get stuck in tunnel vision and only kind of going one way. It forces me to actually think and work um, and continue doing research and finding out new things to obviously keep everybody in check, not only myself, but also our staff at the gym.
0: So let's go through that because I think what I'm hoping the listeners are going to take from this is that there is an opportunity and a difference between every individual that's coming in to the gym, right? They're not, um, I think, sucked into one big grouping and Mm -hmm. you've got a 250 pound man training next to a 105 pound woman and expecting that At all times things are the same as to realize the individuals and what it is that they're trying to achieve. Like everyone's coming in with a different goal.
1: Right. Absolutely. Everyone's coming in with a different goal. And also everyone's coming in with different problems. Like not only is it different goals whether, you know, he wants to put on weight and she wants to lose weight. That's the often like you get the guys that all want to bulk up and you get the females that all want to trim down as a stereotype. Right. And so it's not always that it's the person here that's got a shoulder problem that can't lift his or her arm overhead and it's this person here that's got a knee problem and can't do a squat or walk up the stairs every day without it hurting and that's where one in our facilities um, we have a wide variety of different classes for that reason so that we aren't you know it's even though our gym is has a you know a generic program that we run through we have four different classes and the idea is that if you do get someone that's coming in off the streets and says One, I'm new to exercise. I haven't done anything in two years because I got into a bad car accident and my back's been bad and my neck's been bothering me for years and I've never been able to do that. Well, no, I'm not going to throw you into a metabolic conditioning class and say, go for it because that's the only class we offer. What I'm going to do is I'm going to figure out, okay, this is what you have. So your best bet probably is to start with something like a U-ability class, which is an injury prevention rehab pre-hab class. See how that goes. If that feels good, do that for a little bit. Then we transfer you over to our strong and mobile program, which A lot of people think it's a class for older people, but it's not. Um, It's a class for people um, that have come off something like that, that do have an injury. Where it is, we take you through mobility, um, we do some basic strengthening exercises, and then we end off the class with a little bit of conditioning, but it's no impact conditioning. So if you are someone that does have an injury and can't be bouncing around and jumping around or doing a barbell back squat, you're still going to be doing strengthening exercise, but in a slower manner. And then the next class we have is a strength class, and that's obviously a strength-based class. Um, it's slower pace, but teaching the proper movement patterns and fundamentals um, to really allow you to to get the most out of when you do go to, which is like our Metcon class, which is like the raw 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 circuit training. Seems to be the new thing that everybody's doing, which is great, and we have that. Um,
0: but you can't walk in off the street and go do that and high do intensity rah-rah class, which sometimes people are thinking, okay, I'm just gonna go, I'm gonna go kill myself. Right. <laughs> and then the next thing is is there's injury, they're they're not motivated, they can't seem to get through it, they're lost, they're not doing the proper technique. Right. And then the that's the one thing I that drives me nuts is that I see people who come in really motivated, and then a couple weeks, a couple months later, they're sitting on the chair again because something just didn't it didn't go right.
1: It happens all the time. It's everybody Goes zero to 100. They either watch a cool video or see something on social media, which is great because it's motivated them or their friends telling them about something and they're like, great, they haven't worked out in two years. And then they go in and they do their first matcon class on Monday and they come back on Tuesday. They come back on Wednesday, come back on Thursday. And then Friday, they can't move for five days. And then they try it again next week. And then they have pulled their hamstring, torn their shoulder, done something like that. And now they're back on bed rest for another month and a half. And then they've lost it. And then you've lost them. And so that's why I think you know the approach that we take is, yes, we have that class because that is a class and it is, is a good cl- class for everybody, but it's also it's a good flat class for the people that can do that class. And that's why when people come in off the streets, we ask the questions, we figure out you know what's your situation? Do you have injuries? What are you actually looking for? When's the last time you exercised? And then from there, we can um, kind of guide you into a class that we think would work best for you. And then you can build off it. So if it's somebody new off the streets, we're going to say, okay, start at the smallest, the lowest class, which would be you know the lowest class, aka the least amount of impact, which would be like, our yo ability? See how that feels. If it feels great. Try strong and mobile. See how that feels. If it feels great. Try strength. And then once you've tried that, then it's like, okay, now you can go to the MECON. And then you can decide you've gone from step one, two, three to four, where you're best suited. Um, and also based off what your goals are.
0: Why do you think there's been such a growth of personal training. Like why I look at it sometimes, like sometimes people, they need a, they need a coach, right? We're right. coached and taught in every aspect of our life. And yet we go into a, a situation or an environment we're not that familiar with. And I see it all the time at the gym. I, and I, I want to go up to these people and give them a hug and be like, it's going to be okay. Right. But people come in thinking that they're going to be able to just figure it out. Like they're going to walk into a gym and they're just going to be able to figure it out. And, and it's frustrating and they're intimidated. Yeah. And so... You know, you want to be able to give them the right information.
1: Yeah, and it is. And it's it's the, the personal training world obviously is growing tenfold all the time. And it's obviously because fitness and health has become such a, a bigger thing and it's more noticed now, whether it be because of social media, I feel like everyone on social media is really pumping it, which is, it's a great thing to pump. Um, but that being said, a lot of people see this stuff and they get motivated and then they go to a gym to go do these things, um, which is great that they're taking that first step, but oftentimes, like I was telling you before, is whether you go to a class that you know you probably have no business going to yet or you try and do your own thing that you're really not sure what you're doing and then you end up hurting yourself and then you were once very excited and now you've gone back to sitting down and then you've lost complete motivation.
0: How often have you had clients come in who've been trying it and doing it on their own and then they come in and show you the exercises that they've been doing and are doing it? completely wrong
1: what happens all the time and the the crazier part is that it's it's not even necessarily always the people that have no idea what they're doing a lot of it is the people that think they
0: think they know know everything
1: about what they're doing um and then they come in and it's you know for us it's it's eye-opening but it's also to understand that i'm going if this person that really knows or thinks they know what they're doing you know that isn't a trainer and that's fine it's great to help other people but that person's probably taking another 10 of their friends that know nothing and showing them how to do what they're doing, which is incorrect. Um, and that's where we get people all the time. We get people, whether it be, you know, and not to say our gym is perfect because it's not, but from other places, whether it be other gyms or just that have just worked out on their own. And they come in and it's just such it's not always a huge, huge thing. Huge problem, but it's a minor tweak. And even like we talked about in our session when we were doing those lunges, Mm -hmm. it's something that you're someone that knows what they're doing, right? And I just tweaked you so 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 slightly, but it changes the exercise completely. And I think that would be the bigger thing that we see um, with people is just whether it be foot placement,
0: right? And and that's I think for people to see results, they could be doing the same exercise all the time and thinking that they're doing it correctly. Which I thought, you know, and if people check out the Instagram, we talk about this you know, I'm doing a basic lunch and because I have more flexibility, right? right I was using my flexibility exactly. in doing this, but you, you stopped that flexibility yeah. and you put me in a different position. And then I could feel like, well, okay, that's actually going to target the muscle that I'm trying to shape. Right. So it was encouraging, you know, mm-hmm. if you're able to have that open mindset.
1: Right. And that's, that's the harder part. It's, it's oftentimes harder. I mean, you, cause you get it. Um, but oftentimes the people that, think they get it are the hardest ones to work with. Whereas I'd rather have someone walk in there and be like, I know nothing about anything. Please just like teach me everything. And all I want to do is listen. And that's, you know, that's ideal. And that's why I often like, for me, I find um, with my clientele, I've always said it. um, I find females are the best to train Um, in the sense of they listen and they're generally intimidated by weights. And because of the whole thing that most female get that idea of like weights are going to bulk me up so they've never wanted to touch them and then all of a sudden they start working out and they start touching weights and all of a sudden their body starts changing and they really start liking it but they come in with an open mind of going like i'm terrified of a barbell i'm terrified of a dumbbell i'm terrified of anything that has weight incorporated in it. and so for me it's great off the start because i can go clean slate i have their full attention and then from there we start at zero and you build the block step by step by step instead of having to break somebody down get rid of a problem first and then restart it.
0: Okay. So let's talk about women. Yeah. Let's talk about women, myths, fears, uh, and what most of us have difficulty with. Can can so yep. you mentioned, right. That yep. if we lift weights, we're going to get bulky, but I right. think, and maybe it's my demographic now, but we're, a lot of us are dealing with post baby, yep. uh, stomachs, skin, For sure <laughs> things have shifted. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, what do you say to these women, or how do you re inspire them that they're going to be able to get back and feel really good?
1: What's well, for me? It's, what should they be doing? For me, it's it's honestly it's it's strength training. It's not to say that's the end all be all because that's not. It's a combination of everything. And, and
0: what do you mean by strength training?
1: Lift, and it's not always lifting weights. It's resistance training, whether it be using band and stuff. But a lot of the the new thing, and I, I find a lot of I say the the female world is. They just want to do more cardio, more cardio, more cardio, more cardio. And we would get it all the time. Um, previous years when I was a trainer, um, it was all – we just only did circuit training. Everything was circuit training, circuit training. And no one wanted to touch any weights in the class, which is fine um, because they just wanted more cardio, more cardio in, in that. And then what would happen – Because they
0: thought – what What was the thinking? Cardio is just – it's going to burn the calories and they're going to lose it's the It's going to burn
1: the calories. They're going to lose the weight and then the muscle that they – don't have underneath it somehow is going to show and their body's going to look perfect. And then what would happen was that we'd get all these people that would lose the weight, which is awesome because that's what they came there for. And then when they lost the weight, they're like, okay, but it still doesn't look the way I want it to. And so what would happen was eventually they'd be like, hey, I want to do some personal training. So it was great for me at the start, right? Because then they would come in, they would do personal training and then personal training. All I would do is like, great, you're going to do circuit training three or four days a week like you already do. And then we're going to substitute your off days and we're going to be doing strength training. And then all of a sudden they start doing strength training and all of a sudden their body starts changing. Like, oh my God, I have a butt now. I've never had a butt before. And my arms look great. Now my stomach's actually toned. And so for me, they thought I was a wizard. But really at the end of the day, all we were doing was just strength training. And then that's why when we opened up the fitness lab, um, there's there was very few when we opened um, gyms that did strength training. A lot of it was just circuits. Everywhere was a circuit, right? Um, and so it was so hard to convince people, um, guys, it wasn't hard to, guys, guys didn't want to do circuits. It was great. Actually, it actually brought in a lot more guys to our gym because they were like, sweet, I don't have to just do cardio. I can just lift weights. Um, So it worked on both sides. The females came in and we had the Metcon class, which originally was like the hook to get them in. And once they got in, you kind of had to like drag them to try a strength class. And then all of a sudden they tried it. They're like, ah, it's okay. It's kind of a slower pace. But then after a month or two months, all of a sudden they start to go, oh my God, you know, I've got a butt. This is great. This is awesome. This gym's amazing. So,
0: by a slower pace, you mean because some people are, are very used to just a go go rah rah. Right. Every forty five seconds, yeah. you're switching to a different step up yeah, or yeah. Card, cardio based yeah. exercise. Right. So when they say, "Well, this is great," but you've re- it's slowed down. Yes. What do you mean by it's slowed down? It's
1: slowed down in the sense of so how our, our classes run is that we keep you for our strength class, you stay at that station for the first four main lifts. And I'm not gonna explain the whole class because it would be confusing. Um, But the idea is that it allows you to actually stay at a station, take some rest, increase the weight, do another set, and so for something like if we did uh, an example would be squats you would stay there and you have your own squat rack and you do a set of squats and it's
0: so in a group setting i would have my own squat rack yeah you
1: have your own rack and that's why we have a lot of equipment at our gym for that reason um so it actually allows you to not feel rushed that you got to move because someone else is coming in behind you you have your own rack you set up the weight you want you do your eight, eight repetitions or whatever rep you choose um and then once you've done that you take a little break and we encourage everyone you should be taking like you know in a perfect world that would have you take more rest but i mean people unfortunately. We don't have time. The class would take two hours if we did it properly. <laughs> um, but then you take the rest and you add some more weight and you go from hundred pounds. The next set, you try 110. And then maybe the next set after that, you try 115. So you need to actually have the rest to allow you to actually lift more weight. And that's the error I think a lot of people make is they think they're doing strength training, but they're just doing a strength based exercise. Like if you did something like a squat in a circuit setting, but you're not grabbing any weight, you're just doing lots of reps, which isn't bad it's not a bad thing but you're never going to actually build any strength that way
0: okay but i'm sure that you have women that as you're adding five pounds on every time they're doing something are hitting the panic button oh yeah i don't want to bulk up
1: every single time every single time until finally they give it enough time to buy in on it and that's when you actually start going okay i get it and it's for for me it's it's so hard to hammer that in people's heads but then all of a sudden you you know you if you give it that month or two months of doing it and then you see the change once you see the change then then you've bought in what,
0: why is that happening so can you take us through so women understand when they are adding weight and they are building muscle right what's happening
1: well for them when they're building muscle one obviously you're creating more muscle in your body but that's what makes you tight And like we were talking before, you hear it all the time of people going, you know, I just want to tighten this up. I want to tighten this up. I want to tighten this up. But yet you still continue to do more conditioning and more cardio, which isn't tightening you up at all. It's losing the weight, but you're not creating any of that. And that's where you get a lot of like – to be honest, I could pretty much regurgitate every answer I've ever gotten from – a female okay, that's coming to the gym. Go,
0: they're, and, someone's having on a run right now listening to this podcast. And what, what are you, well, it you is. It's them. every time it. I
1: come in, I'm like, okay, so what are you looking for?
0: This podcast is brought to you by Extension Marketing. They're a new breed of marketing agency that acts as your virtual marketing department, designing and implementing cost-effective marketing strategies that will grow your business. I can speak to this personally as I've been using the extension marketing team to help me launch and grow my business. Founder Pat Whalen has been a lifesaver for me. A genuine coach guiding me along the way into uncharted territory. Tell them you're a friend of the show and receive a free one-hour consultation. Check them out at extensionmarketing.com.
1: Well, you know, I really want to uh, tighten up my bum. That would be great. I want to get a butt. Um, and if I could just get rid of the stuff just on the back of my arms here, if I could tighten those up too, because they're a little bit loose. And then also um, just my stomach, just a little bit on my stomach. If I could get that going, that's really what I want. And so I'm like, okay, so you want to get a nice butt. You want to get some triceps or you want to tighten up the back of the arms and you want to have a flat stomach. And they like, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, of course. So does every other women, female that's ever come into this gym. Um, and so then like not, that, and it's not that's not wrong, but it's just, that's the answer that you want. And so it then becomes, well, what have you been doing? Well, I run, you know, three, four times a week and, you know, I haven't really seen any change. I lost a lot of weight, but I still kind of have this. And I'm going, well, yeah, you're just running. You need to add the strength training. And that's why for me, that's like all of my clients, I've had most of my clients for five years plus. Um, and all we do is strength training. Like I don't do conditioning or cardio with my clients. I do some conditioning at the end of the workouts, which is like a grand total of six to eight minutes. Um, and it's short spurts. Um, but other than that, I tell them, yeah, go do the metabolic conditioning classes on your off days. But when you're with me, we're just lifting heavy.
0: Okay. So I'm going to point this out because as we're talking about it, right. So, so you're going to have women come in and you know, they want to be able to wave and not have the skin, you know, waving with them. But a lot of us are dealing with skin, like changes because of having children, right? Like there's some that are really lucky and who kind of got right back into it but you have like really st- stretched skin and so you can have muscles or you can have an undertone but you've got you know saggy skin yep. or you're doing all of this stuff but you can do all the right exercises and you can do all the right strength training mm-hmm. but if they're going home and then going and having that late night ice cream or anything else like it doesn't like you can fix as much as you want right
1: right Yep.
0: at the gym. And so, and I know that nutrition, like there's, there's gotta be a mention of that, yep. that not all of this is going to happen without that.
1: For sure. And that's what, for me, and I mean, we, we've talked about this before. I don't care how people eat in the sense of, not that I don't think it's important. It's extremely important. It's the most important thing you can do. But my thing is, is that that's on you. You're fully in control of that yourself. I'm not the one that's coming to your house at 10 PM at night and taking the the bag of chips out of your hand or the bowl of ice cream away from you like that's on you my job as a trainer is when you're in there with with me and guiding you that way but it's it's and we we've chatted before about you know what is the best version of you and what do you want to feel like and what's when have you felt your best and you know the the thing with everybody is people always say oh you don't need to work out why do you work out it's like well Obviously, I have to work out if this is the way I want to look. And so with clients of mine, I've had many clients that have come in and said, you know, look, I just want to let you know, I just want to work out with you because I want to do it to be healthier and I want to get stronger and for my joints, and for my muscles and all that stuff. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to give up my chicken wings after Friday night hockey. And every Sunday I play golf and I like to have beers with the guys after. And whether it be the ladies, we have a girls night every Tuesday night and we have wine and we have all these things. And that's fine too. That's fine, but if you, that's fine if you don't plan on losing any weight or any body fat, and if you really want to get that toned stomach and that tightened up um, bump, now that's so it's really up to you how you want to go about that.
0: But would you be training an individual knowing? Listen, you might have some individuals coming in saying, "I want to be able to run a marathon," right? Right, and you have some individuals that will come in and say, "I think I want to do a fitness competition." Yep. So you can do as much as you are doing sure. in the gym, but a lot of for both of those are gonna require a certain type of diet. So yep. will you work with nutritionists or with trainers or with your clients so that they're getting the best information so that you know, well, the nutritionist is telling them to eat this, which means on this day they can't do the, the Yes. The hard hardcore workout or, yep. you know, we can't do the cardio because we need them to have some carbohydrates. Like that right. there's a almost like information flowing between people who are trying to get that individual their goal.
1: Yes. And so there's people that one, um, I have a client of mine that just have their own nutritionist, and I've reached out and worked with them, and said, "Okay, this is what she's doing on Monday. She's doing this on Tuesday. She's eating this. So this is a high carb day. This is a low carb day. So I suggest on this day you can do more cardio um, stuff with her at the end, and then on this day I don't want her doing any, so she can just do strength training on this day." Um, and so we go back and forth that way because obviously that is what what makes the biggest difference. And I have a client that I worked I've been working with for probably seven years, and she um, last year she went and did uh, she wanted to do a bodybuilding competition, and she asked me. Um, to train her, and I said yeah no problem but I know nothing about the nutrition side of things and that's not my scope for a
0: bodybuilder for a bodybuilder
1: let alone a a regular person right and so she had her own coach and she had her own nutritional coach and that she worked with and that I also worked with hand in hand and that's exactly what happened and for me it was the same I had worked with this person for for years and she hadn't really seen uh, she'd seen some obviously some some pretty good results um but it was always a struggle and then all of a sudden she did this and really got her eating under control. And just like that, she looked amazing. The best I've ever seen her ever.
0: Well, you had sculpted the muscle underneath. Right. But there had been the need for right. the nutrition to come in to take care of the yes. rest. You mentioned the boys that are coming in and wanting their wings on Fridays and their mm-hmm. beers golfing on Sunday. But often you see – and I – The age and and as people are getting older, but that beer belly, that where most men are carrying so much of their weight is in the midsection. Right. Why is that dangerous? And how do you start to break it down? Because sometimes it's like rock solid hard. hard. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, how does this happen?
1: And a lot of it is from like, I hear it all the time from my buddies as well. I mean, I'm 29. So a lot of the guys are starting to get to that age where like- metabolism isn't on your side anymore and you're not as active as you used to be and you're not playing hockey six days a week like we used to um so it's all starting to catch up and i I get all the time i get messages all the time from my friends or other guys at the gym being like hey yo i need a good uh, i need a good ab program because my stomach is out of control right now so i need a bunch of good good core exercise can you send me like five please and i like to do that i'm gonna do it every day and what you don't get is that The muscle is sitting underneath the fat. So if you put on more muscle, all it does is it just makes your stomach bigger. And so that's the error that I find a lot of people are making. And I see it a lot of guys that still work out and they still have great arms. They still got great muscles everywhere. But then they have this stomach, right, that is just like you said, it's rock hard. And a lot of it, they have the muscle underneath it, but it's just the fat sitting over top of it.
0: How does the fat get so hard?
1: Well, for us, like, like for for me, I think it's just years and years of buildup of crap and crap and crap. But at the end of the day, it's these guys are still active.
0: Okay, yeah, because it's like it's not like a soft belly, right? Right? Like I, I'm sorry, like I'm. I'm gonna, and it's but, like it's
1: the beer you know, bellies. I've been on a, the
0: beat. Like we got on vacations with family and friends, and it's like how does how is it? It's like, a rock. It's round and a ball, but it's it's solid. It's not like it's like. It's loose. It's, yeah. there's these hard bellies.
1: And for me, honestly, I don't know exactly where that's coming from, but it is. I know. I mean, when I was playing hockey growing up, so, we had the hockey dad's over there. So it's that just
0: way. it's built it's just constant, it's years. It's of
1: stress, it's whatever's going on in there. Like I said, I don't know enough. Can you
0: break it down then? So you're saying so for these men out there and listening and who have these like they call I mean the beer bellies, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: More abs isn't gonna fix that. No. No, that's So what's your suggestion?
1: Eating eating less beers, less of the crap food. Obviously that stuff causes problems in your system. I think it's years of eating like crap. And generally speaking, the same guys that have the beer bellies, it's called a beer belly for a reason. But generally speaking, the guys that are drinking beers all the time are probably the same guys that are having the chicken wings and having the nachos. And now those are your meals. You're really not putting anything good in your body. So I think just all the hormones, like I said, I don't know enough about that stuff, but going on in there, I think that's where it, where it all comes from and all stems from. And is there a way to get rid of that? Yeah, for sure. It's
0: so you see a, a gentleman walk in with the, you know, with the big beer belly. Mm-hmm. where is where are you assigning
1: them? Nutritionist. Like don't even worry about me. <laughs> Spend your money over there. Like come back to me once you get rid of this because otherwise we're just gonna either one, make this okay. thing bigger or we're not going anywhere with okay.
0: it. Okay. So they've they've taken that first step. Yep. Then where do they, what do you do when they get into the gym?
1: For us it's it's breaking down one. Like what are you willing to do? Like, are you willing to stop eating this? Are you going to stop drinking this? And if you're not, I mean, that's fine. It's not like I'm not one of those people that's like, okay, I'm not going to train you. That's no problem. Because at the end of the day, doing the strength training, getting your heart rate elevated is still going to be good for you. It's going to be better than not doing anything at all. Um, but it just allows myself as a trainer or also our other staff members to totally understand what you're willing to give me um, so that I know how to train you or how hard to push you. That if it's if it's for me that every Friday I have to do a weigh-in, and because that's what your if your goal is to lose weight, well then, yeah, I'm probably going to weigh you, whether it be once a month or depending on what we decide as a schedule. Um, normally I don't like to do once a week because then what happens is you stress so much. If you have one bag of chips on Tuesday night, you stress so much because you're like, oh my God, I'm going to get weighed in three days and it's, I'm going to be ruined. Whereas at least if you do it, I like to do once a month if weight loss is a goal of yours because it allows you to have a hiccup, but understand that, okay, I've still got three weeks to mm-hmm. fix it. I'm going to be Okay or you, otherwise you just beat yourself up about it.
0: Are you able to do this with clients where weight loss isn't an aspect that they're like, I want to get weight in because really you're going to notice and feel the difference no matter what. Like I don't own a scale and I, yep. I can't tell you the last time I got on a scale. Yeah. I can tell you like every morning or every night, you know, exactly what's happening with my body, but I have no desire to know a number on the scale based on People will feel it.
1: Right. They'll know it. And that's the best way to do it. And that's for us. Like we don't do that. We have a scale in our gym. If you try and find it, it's hidden underneath um, one of our shelving units because I don't see that as something that is the most important thing to be at the gym for. And what also, What is the I most don't...
0: important thing for you then? like.
1: And for me, I think it's – one, it's overall health getting active, moving, doing stuff, whether it be like for your joints, actually just taking your body through ranges of motion that you don't go through every day and keeping those healthy because I think more so now than ever, um fitness has become fitness, fitness and health has become such um so kind of catered around overall balance. And I know with a lot of events that that I've been doing in the past, um before it was At the gym, when you signed up for a gym, the first thing you did was you stepped on a scale, you did your body fat, and you got a nutritional plan given to you. And it was like, go. Now it's more so like, what are you here for? What are you looking for? If you want to lose weight, yeah, we can do that. Or if you just want to start moving and getting yourself active enough and have enough energy to play with your kids, then let's do that too. So I think there is no right answer what is fitness for, it's depending on what's going to make you happy in your life.
0: So you can have the parent that wants to play, and then you can have the grandparent that wants to be able to play on the floor with their grandkids. So what are some key movement, mobility, agility things that you want that every person, every adult should be doing to maintain movement in their joints? Are there certain things that you are like, these are like a top five things you should be doing to keep your body yeah well oiled
1: well it's the it's the standard kind of everything you're either coming in with knee pain back pain or shoulder pain like those are the big three and that's why for us like the ability class that we do that's why it exists if you look in that class like we have any anywhere from professional hockey players in that class to my 84 year old aunt that's in that class the professional hockey player is in there for the reasons of He plays hockey for a living, which is obviously very hard on his body, hard on his joints. His muscles are very tight because he overworks them all year, skating all day, every day and playing. Um, So his thing is just more from an injury prevention, rehab, prehab side of things. Whereas my 84-year-old aunt is just to try and live longer and feel as good as she possibly can while she's doing that. And so for her, it's to be able to walk every day up the stairs and feel pain-free. Um, she also takes part in her strong mobile classes, so she's doing strength training as well, but it is a, is a perfect hand-in-hand with that. Um, and so that's that's for her what she's trying to do. She's not there asking me how to get rid of the jiggle in the back of her arms or tighten up her stomach. She just wants to be able to continue to walk her 3K to the gym, there and back every day, walk to the grocery store to pick up her groceries and be carry there. Carry the groceries. And carry back. the groceries, like, right?
0: I- I love this, yeah. And so you've got an 84 year old aunt that's that's in there and doing it. And yeah. so what do you say to the 65 year old woman who hasn't been to the gym since, you know, for 30 years, and and hopefully still has another 30 ahead of her? Right.
1: It's it's is, for me. Can they
0: start like? Do you want to see that person coming in? Saying, of course. Okay.
1: And it's never like the cliche answers. You know, it's never too late. Right. Um, but in, in a perfect world, yeah, like. You know, this has been, you need to make it a lifestyle. And that's why I, I I try and hammer it into people's heads so much that like our facility isn't about the, you know, young guy with the six pack and the young girl with the nice butt that they do these crazy intense workouts where you sweat like crazy and you just get killed to the point where you feel like you want to puke. No, like that's a thing for those people if that's what they want to do. But it is also for the person that's just honestly hasn't ever worked out in their life, and now all of a sudden, whatever age that's at, some people it's 30, some people it's 60, that it takes for them to start having knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain, can't sleep at night anymore, can't play with their kids, they, they can't do any of these things, and it's like, well, if you ever wanna do that, it's like, it's not something that you're stuck with. It's not like a life sentence that you have no energy because you haven't been active. Like, Go out and do something and figure out a class that works for you because we have all these options um, that give you stepping stones to be able to get to the point where you want to be.
0: Hmm. Can someone be strong and not look strong or can someone look like they are strong? Yeah. And happens be all the time. Quite weak?
1: happens all the time, And that's why I like, so, so our, our business is based off three principles. And so we get, the, I get the question all the time of like, what's the little green three in the top corner of your logo for? And I mean, it's for a bunch of things, but The the big thing for us is it's the three fundamentals of fitness, in my opinion. And so it's strength, conditioning, and mobility. And so if you are missing one of those links, in my opinion, you are not physically fit. And what I'm getting at is that you need to have – You need to have strength because you need to be strong enough um, and you need to have that actual strength to be able to go through and do your everyday life, whether it's picking up the groceries for some people or whether it's swinging a golf club under control and not being able to over rotate and throw your back out. Um, And then the conditioning aspect is like you need to have some sort of endurance for your lungs and for your heart um, to feel good and to live longer and to give you that energy. Um, And then if you're missing mobility, obviously, that's where you get the people that are like, okay, great, I'm really strong. And I can run a marathon, but every time I finish it, my knee locks up, my shoulders tight, and I can't sleep at night because everything just hurts, right? And so that's why we made our facility the way we made our facility, where we have a strength class, which covers the strength component. We have a metabolic conditioning class, which covers the conditioning component. And then we have the mobility class, which covers the mobility aspect. And that's why we have it in that order to say to everybody, like, it's not just enough to be, you know, I'm going to say for the females to be really conditioned and be able to run a marathon. You need to be strong to eventually you're going to break down Um, and you need to work on your mobility. You need to stretch. And it's not enough for the guys to just be like, okay, sweet. That's great. You can bench a lot of weight, but you can't touch your toes and you can't jog on the spot for 30 seconds without feeling like you're going to collapse. Like you need to hit all those aspects. Um, And does that mean, okay, great. I have to do this all day, every day. How am I ever going to be able to get those? No, but it's like, the, the way our, our facility is laid out is like, if you were to come in, it would be on Monday, you come in and you do your matcon class. Okay, good. You got your conditioning. And on Tuesday, you're going to come in and do a strength class. Great. Awesome. On Wednesday, you come in and do your, your ability class. And then Thursday, you go okay, do another strength. Okay,
0: right now you just panicked every single person who's not used to working out every day right, or so a couple of days, Because yeah. right? they're going, what? I got to be in right. there morning.
1: But it's, 1 building, and then Tuesday? Right. but it's building blocks. And that's where I would say something starts with like, when you first come in, it's like, you might only do your ability. And it happens all the time. I've told people that are new to exercise, do your ability for a month, get comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Then once you're comfortable with it, now let's try two abilities and add one strong and mobile. Now you're comfortable. Now let's add two strong and mobile. Perfect. Now let's do two abilities, one strong and mobile and one strength class, right? Or it just becomes maybe if it's three days a week. And that's where I go back to saying like, what are you willing to give me? So if you're telling me you're going to give me five days a week, well, perfect. I'm going to build a plan for five days a week. But if you're telling me, to be honest, I only have time for two to two days a week or three days a week, we build your own personalized program essentially within our generic program. If gotcha. that makes sense. Yes. Yeah.
0: Right. You're going to build the needs of that individual, what they're able to give you and then yeah. combine it with the best.
1: Exactly. Co-
0: the combination of the classes that are actually going to work.
1: Exactly. I
0: kind of got that yeah. I, did, I, I definitely got that yeah one of the videos that I saw that you have was uh it was interesting because it was for goalie it, there was like a goalie training mm-hmm. but the comparison between flexibility was it agility or flexibility
1: mobility. and mobility mobility what the right difference
0: is. so the right what is right. the difference because you'll have someone say oh I'm really flexible or I'm agile or I'm strong but you showed an example yes. even of where you can stretch to and where you can hold it so right. what's your what's your take on that
1: so like the equation really is flexibility plus strength equals mobility, right? And so really to, to break that down, what that means is um, – and we see it like, for example, you, right? You're a gymnast. So you're super flexible, right? I was. Right.
0: <laughs> These days, I can't even – But you're also
1: – with, with your sport, you're also very strong, yes. right? And so what we get a lot of is you get um, th- like a yogi, for example. Let's use a yogi and I love yoga, so there's not. this is not a knock-on yoga because I love yoga, I do it myself. Um, We get the yogi that comes in and is super flexible, but then comes to do a squat. And so from the outside, you would look at it and be like, oh my God, he or she is going to be so amazing at this because they're so flexible. Look how low they can squat and look at the range of motion that they can get into. But when they get into the bottom of that squat, all of a sudden their knees collapse and their hips are killing them and then it kills their back. Right? And so someone looks at that and is like, well, why is she having pain? The, he or she having pain. And the, the difference is is that they're super flexible, but they don't have any strength. And so they then don't when, have the
0: strength to get back, up, back from- up.
1: So what happens, it happens all the time. You see it all the time. Someone squats, their knees collapse because their hips are weak. That's why the knees are collapsing. And then all of a sudden the pain goes through your back because when the hips are weak, generally speaking, something else has to take over and then your back starts doing the work and then you're getting the back pain from it, right? And so that's where that's something where we go okay stop so much with the flexibility you're already super flexible you don't need any more of that you need to do more of the strength training and then on the reverse side of things it's the guy that squats two inches and goes oh my god that kills my lower back because he has no flexibility he's got too much strength but not enough flexibility so both of them equally is bad but you also that's where i say like the self-awareness thing you have to be self-aware and understand that like Lifting more weights for you, the guy that can't touch his toes or squat more than two inches, maybe like stop going five days a week to strength class and just do like three days of strength class and hit the mobility class twice a week. Whereas the other person that's just doing, say yoga four or five days a week and loves it, which is cool too, but like you're really good at that and that's awesome, but like start mixing in some strength training. And it also goes back to now, I think that the new school way of doing it and a lot of the, the yoga instructors that I know, they're they're all doing strength training because they understand the principles of both.
0: But they used to not.
1: They used to not. Right?
0: Like, you know, it was like you it was almost like you were decisive. You were like an all yoga. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh I feel I get a little bit of that with people that are all the like soul cycle, like the cycling. Same, comp- right? same, same community. Like it's it's very similar, right? Yeah. It's like all or nothing. And yeah. so and the one thing And I'm going to point this out or I'm going to ask you because the one thing I've noticed or I don't know where I learned this from, but a lot of people who cycle Mm -hmm. um, and who do long cycle rides or who do these cycling classes tend to have a not strong midsection. Right. Where I find a lot of them think that because they're doing heavy cardio, but they have a gut. Yes. And so they're like, they're doing all of these and they're doing these high cardios, but a lot of people who cycle and only cycle, they're heavier in the midsection.
1: Right. And I think that's where, you know, it's the same kind of thing. We have a, a couple of members at our gym that, that own spin studios, and they are super fit. So not only can they cycle like crazy, but they come and do our strength classes because they understand, like they get it. They understand that, okay, this is a purely basically cardio workout is what I'm doing. And there's not a lot of core involved. Yes, there's a certain extent that, yes, you're on a bike and you're working some balance mm-hmm. stability that way, but they understand the value of like, yeah, no, I don't just, people maybe have the misconception that all I do is bike. And that's how my arms look this great. Like it's pretty obvious like that's not what he or she just does. Um, so they do the strength training. And that's not to say like don't go biking and the cycling's back bad because it's not. It's great. It's an awesome workout. But like have your balance and understand. Go back to those three fundamentals of fitness and figure out like you're hammering the conditioning side of it. But you're probably lacking being in a bike all day. Your hip flexors are probably extremely tight. So you're probably lacking a little bit on the, on the mobility side of things. And also for sure the upper body strength. And so that's where you need to understand, like, how can I make myself more balanced Mm -hmm. as an all-around individual?
0: Okay. I'm going to have you understand, too, in all of this, that a lot of the times people can't afford... Mm -hmm. to do what it is and to come to these five classes. And I mean, it sounds amazing. And a lot of people are going, oh my God, I would love to be able to do that. But a lot of people financially can't. For sure. So how important is it for them to be able to take, like I know you post Mm -hmm. ideas and workouts and tips to be able to take some of these things and be able to do this. And some people are just working out of their home with like a couple pieces of equipment and a little bit of weight. What do you suggest? Like how can they take a certain mentality and certain knowledge and be able to create something that's going to be beneficial for them with minimal equipment, equipment. or coaching or anything. That yeah. They, but they have the desire to do it.
1: Right. And like social media now is so good. Like Instagram is like Instagram is essentially like a fitness platform really like. I mean, it's my feed, but my whole feed is – I know. That's the funny my thing because you and I have very similar yeah.
0: feeds, so I feel like that's all right. that I get. But if I ask a person who's not following all of these fitness people, they're like, oh, I never see this stuff. Right.
1: Um, but it's now with there, – there's so much free content out there of like do this bo- workout. Here's a workout with one piece of equipment. Here's a bodyweight workout. Go on YouTube. Type in bodyweight workout and you're going to get something. And I think that it goes back to, okay, like yeah, that's a good start and like do it if that's what you can that's all you can do and that's great but it becomes like make sure you're doing it and you're doing it well and that's where it is not a sales pitch but as a, as a personal trainer just going like i've had people all the time that are like hey i can't afford personal training And maybe I can't even afford to work out and do the classes here, which is totally cool. But what I can do is I really want to do three sessions with you and I just want you to make sure that I'm doing stuff right. So now when I go and log on to YouTube and I find this Instagram page that's got free workouts and it's really awesome and I follow it and do them every week, I can make sure at least that hopefully in those three sessions you can correct a bunch of stuff, the basics, squat, lunge, hinge, push, pull, that I'm doing and make sure I'm doing those right so that I'm actually going to get a lot out of these workouts. And I have, I have another person that I train. He comes with me once a month. He just comes once a month. I send him home with a workout and he does it at his local gym. And he does this program that I've made sure it has all the right equipment for him. It's a very basic one. So I, we do like one dumbbell in a bench and his whole program is based off that. And then every month he comes in, I do a checkup. I do like a tune up on him, make sure everything's good for the next program. And then the next movement patterns that we're gonna use in that program, we do them in that one session with him. And then I send him off on his way. And so there's, in my head, there's there's always a way to do it. Um, You know, it's just finding out what you can either afford to do or what you can give, but it's always beneficial to be like, hey, if I can just get some guidance, it's going to save me a whole lot more because if you try and do it on your own improperly, the physio bill is going to cost you just as much, if not more.
0: So say people don't have the hour. I mean, your classes are usually about an hour. So say someone is able to confidently say, I can't quite get to the hour right now, but I'm committed. I've got 20 minutes. Okay. So you yep. got, they've got, I've got 20 minutes. I can't get to the gym. So I've got 20 minutes. I'm going to try to do it home. Yep. Pick, s- <laughs> pick six exercises,
1: do two circuits of three exercises and try and do it three times each. What I often do too is I'll pick like when I do my conditioning, because I hate doing conditioning because I suck at it, um, but I still do it. Um, I usually like on days where I'm cut for time. I put a 30 minute timer and I just count it down from 30 minutes and I'll pick five exercises and I'll just go through them as many times as I can in 30 minutes. So now you know you got your window,
0: so are you doing what? You're doing a push-up? Like what? usually let me know what those five exercises So what would I do? What would I do
1: if I was to pick five exercises? I would do two lower body exercises. If I was body weight, let's say it was body weight, I had no equipment at all. I would do 15 squats. After my 15 squats, I would go to the floor and I would do 15 push-ups. Then I would stand back up and I would do 15 lunges. And then I would grab, for me, if I had like a monkey bars around, I would do 15 chin-ups and then I would do a core drill. So I would do two lower body exercises, a push, which would be my push-up, a pull, which would be my pull-up, and then I would do something like a plank. And then that would be my workout. I would go through that as many times as I could in 30 minutes. So I'm getting a good full body exercise. I'm getting lower body strength, upper body strength. And as well, I'm getting a core drill.
0: Okay. That works. Yeah. Then you, after you do that, you start doing jump squats. Right. And then Jump you just, lunges. Yeah. Split <laughs> yeah. lunges
1: and whatever the case so is. So
0: I think what people don't realize is just how easy it is to eventually build up on all of those things. It is. Um, looking at the time and kind of wanting to get a couple of things. I first came across you, while well, I had known about this because... The industry that I was in and knowing, but I love the fact that you have this program for kids yep. and Jamie, like like she was in there three days a week, like loved it. Yep. It like felt like a million bucks. Why was it important for you to create a program that wasn't like a babysitting program for kids while well, like the parents were getting a workout, but like was actually designed for youth that were active and wanted to build up on their sports?
1: For the sole reason I get so many clients that are, you know, 16, 17 years old, Um, and want to start working out, whether it be for their sport or just like they feel like at 16, you're allowed to start working out. Um, And that all came in with terrible knees, terrible shoulders and chronic back pain and you're 16 years old. And some of them that are super athletic that play high level sports, whether it be hockey, whatever the case is, are coming in here and I'm watching them lunge, squat, deadlift and they're telling me that they've been working out for three or four years And then i watch them and i'm going oh my god this is why you have knee pain and you got back pain and you got shoulder pain and all of their movement patterns are so incorrect and so what happens is that started at such a young age where they started squatting with weak hips and their knees were collapsing and they started doing push-up with internally rotated shoulders so bad push-ups um and then over time it's just a wear and tear they've been doing that for three or four years so incorrectly and no wonder your knees are gone and so The reason I put this program together and kept it to small numbers and we charge a lot for it for the sole purpose of we only hold 16 kids in there. We have two trainers in there so that there's actually quality control. And really our goals for that program is yes, we work in speed, agility, strengthening, but more than anything, it's teaching the proper movement fundamentals. So as they do get older and they do start maybe lifting heavier weights, they've already got that instilled in their head. And so that we don't run into that problem where you're 17 and you need a knee replacement
0: you know one of Andy's teammates uh, she plays soccer with was in the program and mm-hmm. I could actually see over the course of the couple of months how different how much stronger she appeared on the field and I mean I knew she was doing this conditioning right. but I could actually see the strength the and it was it was wonderful to see so that and I and I hope that she felt like the hard work she was doing in the gym was paying off on the field
1: yes so oh, for it's sure amazing. And it's, it is and it's it's huge especially at that age or am I going to make you, you know, you, at that age, we're not looking for you to be like, okay, at the start of the summer, you squatted a five pound dumbbell and we got you up to a 70 pound dumbbell. No, the idea is that you're, you're strengthening the smaller muscle groups. And you're going to start to see at that age that I always say they're all like spaghetti, like the, everything, their joints, their limbs are everywhere. Cause they have no muscle to them they have no stability and they have no core strength. And so that's what our, our program is. So whether it be like playing soccer, you know, are you going to boot the ball? 20 times harder? No. But what you are probably going to do is you're probably going to stop and start a little bit faster than everybody else. So when you are running for that ball, you'll be able to stop and you'll be able to accelerate a lot faster because you do have those fundamentals, but you've also created some strength, especially around the hips at such a young age. um, And that is going to make a huge difference. It's not, we're not, we do their testing on them, but we do the testing, we do like broad jumps and we do vertical jumps and we do core tests. That's what their assessment is based off as well as mobility and a couple other things. But we're not testing at 13 years old, their one rep max bench press or (laughs) their one rep max deadlift. We're not doing those things, but we are in the program teaching those movement patterns not with a loaded bar of 300 pounds, but making learning, teaching them how to hinge at their hips and teaching them how to squat with control and teaching them how to use, do a push-up using not just mm-hmm. the front of your shoulders, but more so the shoulder blades. And that's what I think at that age is the most important thing.
0: I think that was an interesting program that, that I valued and thought it was great to see. You. But one of the other things that I saw you doing is working with special needs. Yeah. And that seems to be something that's very close to your heart.
1: Yes, it is. And it's something that uh, I've always wanted to do. Um, and so we're in the midst of just finishing right now the final stages of starting our non-for-profit and it's going to be called uh, special project move and basically what it is it's it's a program that we're going to be running we've been running it for two years currently just as something that we've just been doing without having anything really registered or in place um, one to see how it would go but also to um, to kind of give back and what we do is they come with us once a week and we do a, a free program where they come in and they work out and they sweat and they move and we blast the black eyed peas music and they have a ton of fun with that.
0: What are the ages? Like who's in the special needs? Like give us. So when time. I say it's mm-hmm.
1: special needs individuals, right? We have, it's, it's not a kid's program. It's not an adult's program. It's whatever. And so we have as young as I think where there's 15 year olds. And then we've got like Riley who works with us is in the program. He's 37. Um And so there is no age cap with that. And uh, our goal for that program is um I've been working with special needs individuals for probably seven, eight years now. Um, And a lot of them have been with group homes, um, whether it be privately run group homes or whatnot. And the, you know, every time I would talk with them, I would say, you know, what are you guys doing this weekend? Like, oh, we're going to the library again. And not that that's a bad thing, but it becomes, you know, like with anything fairly repetitive and it's, it kind of loses, you know, as much as they do have fun doing it, I'm sure they would also have a lot of fun going to a Sens game or a lot of fun going to a Red Blocks game or a lot of fun going to bowling on a Friday night. Um, and then when I talk with the the owners of these group homes, it's just they don't have enough funding to be able to do that. And as much as they would like to do other things and wish they could do other things, they just don't. And it's the same thing with, you know, some of the food is, you know, they don't have the funding to be able to bring in the healthiest food. And so our goal for this, this not-for-profit is to one, continue building the program and have these programs, these free programs that we run and, and bringing them into facilities to get them more fit um, and keep them moving because obviously with, with that, with medications and stuff, they're on a lot of them. They end up putting weight on just because of the medications. So to keep them moving and keeping them active as much as we can. Um, but also the money we raise is going to go to stuff like that, whether it be like every few months, what we're going to do is basically quarterly look at the money that we've raised and say, okay, what do we want to do with this? Um, and I've talked about pairing up with other charities. And for me, it was I wanted to keep it a local thing and make it a personal thing. And we started it obviously through our gyms, but also allowing the people that are giving the money to see exactly who it's going to, where it's going. It's going to stay local so that if you were to make a donation, you're going to see on Friday night, if you're at the Red Blacks game, you're going to see the crew of 30, 40, 50 of us there at the game with them and seeing the smiles on their faces and really understanding exactly where your your money went. And then we might take, you know, the next month, we bring in some money and we maybe that month, they wanted to do yoga, so we hire a yoga instructor and we send them to the home because obviously transportation for for a lot of them is hard. And so maybe we, with that funding, we send a yoga instructor to the house and they do yoga, and we supply them with yoga mats. Um, so there's really no exact what are we doing with mm-hmm. it, but it's all going to be around fitness and health and to keep them one having fun, but also keep them active.
0: But it's, it's nice because you start talking about it and you can tell like. You're passionate about yeah, it, right? There's very. there's a, a different side, and you saw what it was like to have them in the gym and their reaction. And I and I love seeing some of the pictures of them actually yeah. in there working out. And yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, they need to be doing it just as much as as everyone else, right? So there's a ton of stuff that's that's on the go. Now, with that being said, I don't know. I'm getting the uh, the rundown here of yep <laughs> of the wrap things up. Yeah. So uh, you have the two locations right now right. in Manitic and on Leitrim. Yeah. With a third in Canada opening yeah. up really soon, so for those that are listening locally, uh, there's it's it's expanding. I mean, yeah. it's just it it just keeps getting better,
1: right? And so we'll be opening in Canada. We're going to be opening the first week of October. So we're just in the final stages right now of getting kind of everything. The paint's on. The equipment's coming in next week. Um, so we'll be opening the first week of October.
0: Like, are you like, is there any part of you that's like, I can't believe I'm now. A- into three facilities and three in a minute. Yeah, it
1: sets in every now and then. It's like I'll be in a <laughs> class and you kind of look around. And it's pretty cool. It's like you get like chills. Um, but I've always like to me, I always wanted to. Do it. I know my partners um, when we opened the first one, I was like, yeah, we're going to do a bunch. We're going to do a bunch in Ottawa. And they're like, OK, just relax, do one, figure that out. Um, so it's always been something that I've wanted to do. Um, and me being out in Canada before, it'll be nice to go back out there and get that crowd again.
0: OK, and I'm, I'm assuming that there's something that just that also keeps you motivated. Like what is it for you to see success stories? Like to see someone coming in just not being that best version of themselves it, and it's, the, the amount of people that you've seen leave the doors a different person.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy and it's with anybody my my first client I ever had was I was 18 years old and honestly, I, I knew nothing about what I was doing. I was brand new to the industry um, and she was my very first client and uh fast forward 13 years later she's still my client. Um, and seeing her transformation from someone that came in, um, it was a Sunday afternoon and she was, you know, head down wearing baggy clothes, no makeup, really felt terrible about herself. And then a year later and ever since coming in with tight clothing, feeling good makeup on, smile on her face, head high. It's, those are the things for me that, that keep it going. And I, I've done some of the, um, I had an app before that I really didn't love just because you got no personal side of it I was creating content for people that I never got to see um, never got to actually understand what they were doing or the results and you had no personal touch to it so for me it just wasn't it did nothing for me seeing the results and, and actually having the connections and building relationships with these people that's for me what what keeps me going and keeps wanting me to, to touch more areas of Ottawa and touch more people um, and get more people involved in it and see more people's lives change
0: well, we're going to try to do that. So people can find information, fitnesslab.com?
1: Thefitnesslabottawa.com. So say that again? Thefitnesslabottawa.com.
0: Thefitnesslabottawa.com. Yes. you Yes. got to add the Ottawa in there.
1: Yes. We had we couldn't get the Fitness Lab link, so we had to add the Ottawa in there. <laughs>
0: it's a good name. I can see why. W. Uh, www.thefitnesslabottawa.com you have the two locations. And by the time this podcast, I mean, literally it's going to be within days that the third location is opening. So congratulations. And honestly, for people who are following both of us, and I know we have a lot of the same kind of some of the same audience, but Adam and I are posting videos of kind of men, women workouts and similar where you can do the similarities where you might want to do the changes and ideas on what you might be doing at the gym and how to be able to do that same workout. And implemented at home so we're trying to bring you some more as we mentioned instagram is a great place to go and especially get informed and find content so we're looking to be able to bring you some of that in the meantime continue to listen to the living your life with leanne lang podcast please like share subscribe comment uh, and let people know that the podcast is out there and uh, looking to be able to work with people learn stories and be able to create that relationship that you feel like you're getting bigger better better version of yourself each and every day. Thanks so much for listening. Adam, thanks a lot. I'll see you at the gym. Yes, you will. (laughs) Thank you very much.